It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Panthers, your daily Carolina Panthers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council, talking Carolina Panthers with you every Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, your team every day. That's what we do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. Make sure to watch our show and subscribe to our show over on our Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. It's important that you do this because last week, Two times, I went live here on the channel on Friday morning, reacting to Christian McCaffrey traded the San Francisco 49ers. Then Sunday, following the Panthers winning against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, also went live there. And the plan is to continue to go live anytime there's big news, like with McCaffrey leaving, and also anytime after a game moving forward. So be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any of those live shows there on the Locked On Panthers YouTube channel. If you ever do... That's okay. You can find Locked On Panthers wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. And be sure to follow me, Julian Council, on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer your weekly Friday mailbag questions here on the show. Either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. Participate in this week's edition of the weekly Friday mailbag here on Locked On Panthers. Seeing a lot of discourse about what's going on here in Carolina offensively on Sunday and how Christian McCaffrey was not a part of that. And McCaffrey goes to San Francisco. He's part of that offense, and they still lose. Is the Panthers' offense better without Christian McCaffrey? Or there's some other factors that actually led to the Panthers' win against Tampa Bay? Also, it's a week-to-week league. Narratives change. The Panthers seemingly back in the playoff conversation just because the NFC South is so bad. What's the best thing for the franchise moving forward? Building a winning culture this season under Steve Wilkes if he – Remains the head coach, or is it just taking this thing to the bottom and getting the pick of Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, or Bryce Young in the NFL draft in 2023? We'll get into all that here throughout the show here on Locked on Panthers. But first off, let's start off with Steve Wilkes, who congratulations to the Charlotte native. Steve Wilkes went to West Charlotte High School, played at App State. Of course, we know him back here during those Rivera years as a secondary coach, then the defensive coordinator before going to Arizona. He's now back home as your head coach. Got the win on Sunday. 21 to 3 has these dudes buying in I don't know if you checked it out but the Panthers social media page put out a great video of him breaking it down and talking about how those guys circled the wagons believed in each other they bought into his speech and how they had to make that jump from like hey this is where we're at this is where we want to go we got to make that jump and they certainly did that on Sunday afternoon in the 21 to 3 thrashing of Tom Brady and the and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Steve Wilkes even brought up on Monday that they still had three or four plays that they could have made. Xavier Woods, a guy who needs to hit the jugs machine just like Chuba Hubbard. He should have had one, maybe two picks of Tom Brady on Sunday. So the Panthers played well, but still have areas where they can build off of and also make improvements moving forward if this team is going to make that turnaround under Steve Wilkes through the next eight, nine games of the season? What is it? Ten games of the season 
here in Carolina with Steve Wilkes. Got the game ball. David Tepper giving it to him. So congratulations, Steve Wilkes, and for his coaching staff, which did a phenomenal job getting those guys prepared and leading them and executing out there on Sunday afternoon in that win against Tampa Bay. Now, one of the big storylines coming out of it was what to do at quarterback. The Carolina Panthers have been asking themselves that question for years now. Is Kyle Allen the answer? Is Will Greer the guy? Is it Teddy Bridgewater? Is it Sam Darnold, Baker Mayfield, Matt Corral? Now we're sitting here wondering, is this P.J. Walker's team? Who is 3-1 and one as a starter in the NFL? Now, QB wins, not necessarily a stat, but it's kind of hard to dismiss how well the team has played when P.J. Walker's been in there. Now, you look at his past performances. Wasn't necessarily great against the Detroit Lions in 2020. Defense shut the Lions out. Really makes it easy to win games if that's going to be the case. Last year against Arizona, P.J. was okay, but the defense, again, played lights out. Last week against the Rams, they didn't even ask P.J. to do anything. Defense was great, got tired. Panthers lose that game, the only loss that P.J. Walker has had as a starting quarterback in the NFL. And then we saw on Sunday when they took the reins off of P.J. and allowed him to actually play and to throw the ball down the field, he executed. Had a fantastic throw to D.J. Moore in the back of the end zone where Moore did a great job of getting his feet down, hit Tommy Trimble down the sideline right at the corner of that pylon for a touchdown. P.J. looked good, man. He was cooking. His numbers might not be eye-popping, only 177 yards with two touchdowns. And more importantly, no turnovers, which has been the issue for P.J. Walker when he's played, whether it's been the preseason or in the regular season for the Carolina Panthers. He's always been liable to possibly throw away the ball to the other team. He did not get a chance to do that against the Rams. Got opportunities to do it on Sunday. But I don't really look at P.J. Walker have ever putting the ball in trouble Sunday afternoon in that win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So following Sunday afternoon, people were asking, hey, what do you do now? Is P.J. Walker your guy? I understand that Sam Darnold and that Baker Mayfield are likely to be back and ready to go at some point this week. But the media was asking on Sunday, would it be P.J.? And Steve Wilkes said it would be really tough to take him out at this point in time. Well, he reiterated that on Monday, but more so, he said, This is P.J.'s job, saying it's going to be tough to not put him back in there. As of right now, I don't see any reason to. I still want to evaluate things throughout the week, but I thought his performance yesterday was really impressive. Just the things he did from commanding the offense, pushing the ball downfield. He and I talked about a few things. We were in a great field goal goal position. He took a sack. That's something that we can't do. Other than that, I thought he had a great football game. And he even went on and said that when Baker and Sam are healthy, if they're healthy this week, he still feels like P.J. would be be the starter. He wants to go ahead with P.J. until he gets more information on the health of Mayfield and Darnold. So there's still a little caveat. But as far as I've heard from Steve Wilkes and everything that's been reported, P.J. is the guy right now. And when you look at it, why the hell not? Honestly, looking at the Carolina Panthers quarterback situation and what we've been through since Cam Newton's shoulder fell apart, why not give P.J. a chance? Teddy Bridgewater was never going to be the answer. I always looked at Teddy as the bridge guy, not to do a play on his name, but he always, to me, sounded like a guy you have for two to three years, and then you go get your quarterback. You build the roster around him. You get the roster into position where if you insert that quarterback, then you can be ready to go. Like what Kansas City did with Patrick Mahomes, they had a much better quarterback than Alex Smith, who had him as a division winner in the AFC West at the time. But they built the roster. They didn't focus on, hey, let's go chase the quarterback year after year after year like Carolina's done, like Indianapolis has done. And if you didn't see, Matt Ryan got benched on Monday. So the Panthers' strategy, if you want to call it a strategy, for the quarterback position 
has been terrible and has not worked at this point in time. Sam Darnold didn't work. Shocker there. Baker Mayfield, that didn't work. We may never get a chance to see whether Matt Corral will get an opportunity and could work here in Carolina. So at this point in time, we're, pay, we're potentially playing Baker Mayfield could cost you a fourth-round pick in 2024. Don't play him. And where Sam Darnold's proven that he's not the answer, don't play him. Why not give P.J. Walker a chance? And P.J. was asked about it a week ago if he felt some type of way when he went into training camp and saw that Baker was here and that Matt Corral was here and that he was clearly the odd man out. And he said for a week he really thought about it and it bothered him, but he had to move on because he knew that he could play in this league. And he had to make – he had to take advantage of the opportunities they would have in the preseason. I sat here, and a lot of you sat here wondering, why are we seeing so much P.J. Walker? Why are we not seeing Matt Corral? And yes, Matt Rule, the relationships, allowing P.J. to audition for the rest of the league as if the league didn't already have enough tape on him in his previous starts against Detroit and in Arizona in 2020 and 2021, respectively, to already make an educated guess of how good of a player P.J. Walker can be. But as we've seen, P.J. can make some throws. P.J. can be a fun player to watch. He can also make mistakes. But right now, he's got confidence. And when Steve Wilkes and Ben McAdoo instilled confidence in him with the offensive game plan, you saw that P.J. Walker went out there and made them look right by doing that. So considering that and the fact that you don't have an answer on the roster and it doesn't really matter about the financials because last season when Sam Darnold came back off of IR, the Panthers still had $18 million wrapped in him this season. So knowing that, why not see what Sam can do on the road against New Orleans and Tampa Bay opposes Cam Newton, who clearly they were not going to bring back to actually be the starting quarterback in 2022. So there's not financials like that. Baker's on an expiring deal. Sam's on an expiring deal. Matt Corral's not available. We know Baker's been the worst quarterback so far this season the Carolina Panthers have played. Well, it's only been him and P.J., but Baker, not the answer. No point in playing him. Sam, not the answer. If P.J. gets hurt or plays poorly, then give him a chance. At this point in time, with this team, especially the defense, rallying around him, D.J. Moore had a lot of positive things to say about P.J. Walker and Steve Wilkes believing in him and Ben McAdoo having a game plan like on Sunday that was effective and P.J. executing. Why not keep P.J. Walker out there as a starting quarterback moving forward? And I guess that's the thought process also for Steve Wilkes as he's deciding right now to continue with P.J. Walker as a starting quarterback when the Panthers head down I-85 South on Sunday to face the Atlanta Falcons. And a couple other things, J.C. Horn, who's been dealing with a hip issue, told Steve Wilkes last week he was not ready to go, so need another week. The hope is he'll be back. Uh, C.J. Henderson had an ankle issue yesterday. He'll also be evaluated throughout the week. And Shuba Hubbard, who created a two-headed monster there with Deontay Foreman on Sunday, He's going to be working his way back with an ankle. Seems like he could have come back in Sunday's game if they needed him to. Should be fine the rest of the week. And in Shai Smith, who struggled with punt return, he tried to – he called fair catch on a punt at the one-yard line. Fortunately, he was stepping in the end zone, and the Panthers did not have to have the ball at the one. And then later on, tried to pick up a punt when clearly he had no reason to even try and field it. He's going to stay there as a punt returner. Okay. Kate coached him up then. But do not put him in a situation where he's going to hurt this team and give the team like Tampa Bay on Sunday, potentially, the ball in plus territory like he almost did. So that's a quick update there on injury issues and what they plan on doing at punt returner moving on. So P.J. Walker, he's the guy, at least for now. We'll see how long it lasts, and that's really been the story of every quarterback here in Carolina the last three years. Yeah, they're the guy for now, but how much longer will they be the guy? I'm not saying P.J.'s a long-term answer, but he's the answer, at least for right now, according to Steve Wilkes. And for me, I'm totally fine seeing it. 
But what's the best thing long-term for the franchise? Because the Panthers are right back there, seemingly, in the playoff picture because the NFC South is bad. Is it better for them to create a winning culture right now or to bottom out and have their pick of the litter, whether it be Will Levis, C.J. Stroud, or Bryce Young? We'll get into that here in just a moment on Locked on Panthers. But first, now a word from our sponsor, BetterHelp. It can be tough to train your brain to stay in problem-solving mode when faced with a challenge in life. But when you learn how to find your own solutions, there's no better feeling. A therapist can help you become a better problem solver, making it easier to accomplish your goals no matter how big or how small. If you're thinking of giving therapy a try, BetterHelp is a great option. It's convenient, accessible, affordable, and entirely online. Get matched with a therapist after filling out a brief survey and switch therapists anytime. When you want to be a better problem solver, therapy can get you there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash on. This podcast is also brought to you by our friends, over at LinkedIn Jobs. I know a lot of you are always trying to find a new job and plenty of you are out there trying to find new employees. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. Go to LinkedIn Jobs and post your own ad and then add the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring Simple tools like screen questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's linkedin.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. I've said oftentimes that the NFL is a week-to-week league. Narratives change week in, week out. Last week, we were talking about how the Carolina Panthers were headed to the bottom, had the best percentage of getting the number one overall pick according to football outsiders. And then now, looking at the Panthers at 2-5, and five, beating up on the Buccaneers 21-3 on Sunday and being 2-0 and oh in the NFC South and taking inventory of the rest of the division, where Tampa's 3-4, and four, Atlanta's 3-4, and four, Carolina's 2-5, and five, and New Orleans is 2-5. and five. We're now having a conversation of could this be like 2014 and the Carolina Panthers are going to be de facto NFC title contenders just because, well, they exist in the entire division's no good. That's how quickly things can change in the NFL. P.J. Walker's now the starting quarterback, at least for another week, and seemingly moving forward, depending, of course, on his play and the health of Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. And now... We're kind of having the conversation of, could this be a playoff team? Now, with that, I think fans are out there weighing, is that a good thing or a bad thing? Like, What's the best thing for the franchise long term? Is it better for the team to be in position come April, early May, to draft a quarterback at the top of the draft? Or is it better for the Carolina Panthers to establish a winning culture under Steve Wilkes? And let me start off with the latter. Mike Steve Wilkes came out and said on Sunday, no one in that locker room and in that coaching staff is trying to tank. Maybe the owner wants them to keep losing so that they can get that quarterback that he so desperately craves. And, of course, all of us out there want the Carolina Panthers to find an answer at quarterback. But as we've seen, it's just not that simple. They had trades. And had agreed in principle to get Matthew Stafford. That didn't work out. Deshaun Watson didn't want to come here. Russell Wilson, who looks cooked, had no interest in coming to Carolina either. They tried 
Baker Mayfield. They tried Sam Darnold. They tried Teddy Bridgewater, and those guys have not worked out. They've done the quarterback musical chairs in the carousel here in Carolina, and so far, it has not led to results. But what they have done, though, is they built a really strong defense. They, they fixed special teams. They've built a really good offensive line that showed out on Sunday. For me, it was always about building the overall roster and in putting whatever quarterback you bring in here in a position to actually succeed. It does not matter if you have a quarterback if you do not have the infrastructure around that guy to actually win. If you don't have the right OC, the right head coach, the right general manager, the right players and personnel throughout the organization, how can you expect them to have any sort of success? Look at Justin Fields in Chicago. What have they done to allow him to have success so far? In his career. You can even go back to look at what had Sam Darnold had last season in Carolina and what he had previous three years in New York. What did they do to really help him? The quarterback position, it takes time for these guys to really show you who they can be. Quickly, we want to give up on them, especially the younger guys. Now, if you've been in the league for five, ten years, and we kind of know who you are. You look at San Francisco. They know who Jimmy Garoppolo is. So they decide, let's move on. Let's bring in Trey Lance. Completely understandable, considering that they feel like they had tapped out with him. Alex Smith in Kansas City, they had seen what they could do with him. They wanted to bring in Patrick Mahomes. It was a risk, but it turned out Patrick Mahomes is one of the best to ever play already at the quarterback position. They took that risk. And the Carolina Panthers, they just have been trying to find guy after guy after guy and not really focusing on necessarily just the winning culture. And I understand Matt Rule talked about the brand, but for me – you got to find a way to win games. You have to know how to win. Just because you're bringing a young quarterback does not mean it's going to immediately lead to wins. And if the roster around them is not good enough, it does not mean the Carolina Panthers. I mean, like, how are we going to know if that guy is good at all? If there's no online, if there's not enough weapons around, if the head coaching hire is wrong. And the Panthers are going to have to find a new head coach before they get a quarterback. Could possibly Steve Wilkes already be the answer here in this organization? You look at Steve Wilkes and the way he's led this team so far, how he's bought in, he's got these guys to buy in, and how he's told them, hey, the season's not over. We're not trying to tank. We're trying to win games. And how he's got them to circle the wagons, and they went out there in one in convincing fashion on Sunday. And he said that they laid the groundwork last week against the Rams to the running performance that they had Sunday afternoon in that win against Tampa Bay. I think these dudes believe in Steve Wilkes. They obviously believe in Matt Rule, but whatever was going on was not working. They had that same belief. But we're seeing the execution, at least for one week. We'll see what it looks like in Atlanta and yet another winnable game for the Carolina Panthers in the division, but on the road. We'll see what it looks like. Well, you can find that right leader because we get so caught up on, oh, hey, let's go get that young offensive mind. And until Zach Taylor in Cincinnati, who had coffee one time with Sean McVay, until we got Joe Burrow, it didn't look like it was going to work out there. Mike McDaniels is having success so far in Miami because he has Tua Tungvaloa. When Tua is not out there healthy, the Dolphins lost three straight games. So you got to have the right infrastructure and the right guys around you if you're head coach as well, but you really need to have a leader. If you have that leader, you can win games. In finding the leader of men turn that we always bring up, but finding someone who can actually lead your team on and off the field, that is more important than the X's and O's. You can find, you can find the right guys to call the plays, but really the players are the ones who got to execute and who make the plays and I think are more valuable a lot of times than play callers. And Steve Wilkes will, I hope, find the right OC if he does get the head coaching job here in Carolina, and it still remains a long shot for him to do that, just considering it's still not a very good football team. We'll see how things play out, but knowing that they're in position to continue division because of where the division is right now, and by time this week, next week, the Carolina Panthers could be in first place, 
just based off of everyone else around them not being very good, just like the Panthers. So is it more important to establish that winning culture and to build off of that and then add a quarterback some way later on? Or is it more important for the Carolina Panthers to be the worst team in the league and be able to draft Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, or Will Levis? Because as I've said, if the Panthers are drafting in the top three, they have more problems than at quarterback. It cannot be that simple that the quarterback plays that bad. There's other things that are wrong with your team. And we went over it on, on Friday morning talking about Christian McCaffrey trade. When you look at this team, like the running game, they look, that looked really good on Sunday. But you still don't know who your long-term answer is going to be. I mean, if you even need a long-term answer, you still don't really know who's going to be running back next year. Tight end position doesn't really offer thing, anything at all. O-line's been excellent. And Bradley Bozeman was great on Sunday as well. And we'll get more into that here in a moment. Wide receiver core. Terrace Marshall made some plays. DJ Moore, outstanding. Outside of that, what do you really have at this point in time? You don't know. Defensive line. You got Derek Brown who's really played well this season. Frankie Louvet, linebackers looked really good. Shaq Thompson, who remains on the roster for the time being. We'll see if he gets traded by next Tuesday at 4 p.m. on the NFL trade deadline. We'll see what happens there. Secondary, you're solid. So they have areas where they still have to make sure they're good moving forward. But if you're a team where you're drafting in the top three, it can't just be the quarterback. There's a lot wrong with your roster. So to me, I want the team to win. I want them to find a quarterback, but I want that quarterback to come into the right system and under the right foundation. And if the Panthers going to the playoffs this year takes them out of the top 10 and getting a quarterback, I don't know how bad of a situation that really is considering like you can always trade up, but also it shows that, hey, this young team, especially this defense, got to a point where they can compete and they became a playoff team. And you also found your head coach in the process, I would think. So, yeah, finding a quarterback's important, but it's not as simple as, hey, we draft that guy, he's going to work out. It's going to take two, three, four, five years maybe to even know if that's the right guy. The Giants are still trying to figure out whether Daniel Jones is the right guy. They're 6-1. and one. They got to feel pretty good, but are they sure? It takes time. So, I don't know what's the best thing long term. I think establishing a winning culture is more important necessarily than being right there to draft the quarterback. Because, again, if you're in the top three, quarterback's not the only problem that you have on this team. Now, the Carolina Panthers, though, going to have to find a running back at some point in time. They're still trying to really find an offensive identity. I think we saw that on Sunday. What they want to do is run the football, and they did it really well with Deontay Foreman and with Chuba Hubbard. And that's having people now wonder, did the Panthers' offense get better with Christian McCaffrey? Possibly, but to me, I think it might be a little bit more the Carolina Panthers found some balance, which they have not had over the last couple of years. We'll talk about that here in just a moment on Locked On Panthers. This episode of Locked On Panthers is brought to you by our friends over at Prize Picks. So, how does Prize Picks work? You pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on any entry. No competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport that you watch. This includes the National Football League, the NBA, Major League Baseball, NHL, PGA Tour, college football, men's and women's college basketball, soccer, WNBA, NASCAR, tennis cricket and so much more entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and up to the north of us in canada download the price picks app or go to pricepicks.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports first time users can receive a 100 instant deposit match of the 100 or promo code locked on if you deposit 100 price picks will give you 100 you deposit $50. Price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of $100 when you download the Price Picks app or go to pricepicks.com today. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. As much as I always loved Christian McCaffrey as a player, and I still do, yesterday in San Francisco was weird to see him in another uniform and then people were like, hey, man, Christian McCaffrey's really making plays. His first touch went 10 yards. Like, yeah, the dude's a stud. He had 10 touches for 62 yards, so 6.2 yards per touch, which is right above his average throughout his career, which is 5.8. McCaffrey is a really good player. And I hope things work out for him in San Francisco. I hope he finds a way to win more games there. Now, Sunday was not the case for him as the 49ers lost that game, despite Jimmy Garoppolo throwing for 300 yards. But they played the Kansas City Chiefs, and Chiefs are a good football team. But I always wondered how important Christian McCaffrey was to winning here in Carolina. We talked about it last season when Sam Darnold had Christian McCaffrey. The team was 3-0. and Darnold really played well in that second half against the Houston Texans on that Thursday night game when McCaffrey went down with a hamstring injury. But he looked more comfortable with Christian McCaffrey back there. And people wondered how good Darnold would have been throughout that 2021 season had McCaffrey been healthy the entire season. We asked the same thing about Teddy Bridgewater in 2020. If he had Christian McCaffrey... How may have things gone for him that year, opposed to how they went for him that season, even though the Panthers' offense had four guys go for over 1,000 yards from scrimmage. So I always wondered just how important he really was to winning. We saw in 2019 when he had the 1,000-1,000 season, only the third time in NFL history that happened, Marshall Falk, who's been a mentor to him, and now Roger Craig, who played for the 49ers, the organization that Christian McCaffrey is now a part of. That season, the Panthers went, what, 6-10? and 10? So we've seen... That even when McCaffrey's been healthy, the Panthers haven't won games. And when he's not been healthy, they haven't won games. So how important was he really to the offense of a really team success here in Carolina? I always felt like his quarterback play meant way more than Christian McCaffrey. And that's not to say that McCaffrey's not an important player. We saw last year in Tennessee. When Derrick Henry went out, and you would think that if Derrick Henry goes out for the Tennessee Titans, there's no way those guys with Ryan Tannehill are going to have a ton of success and win games. Well, they did. They found Deontay Foreman. He ran the ball well. Tannehill made smart plays, and he went on to be the number one seed in the AFC. Now, Tannehill, at the end of the day, wasn't good enough. They lose to Cincinnati, but still, they were able to still win a division, be in position to get a, the only bye in the AFC last year. So you wonder how important is a running back position as a whole? Like You don't necessarily need to pay big money for a running back. We saw that in 2020 with Mike Davis. We saw that on Sunday when Chuba Hubbard and Deontay Foreman helped his team run for 173 yards on the ground. When you have a good offensive line like they have, and when you have a player like Bradley Bozeman, who really, when you look at the impact, I don't know if the impact was taking Robbie Anderson out of this locker room or getting Christian McCaffrey out of here. The impact was a guy like Bradley Bozeman, who I talked about, this offseason being one of the big additions, considering the center position has been a pretty tough watch for the Panthers the last couple of years. And when you put him in there, he's got about 20 more pounds on him than Pat Elfline, and he's been a road grader in his career with the Baltimore Ravens. When you put him in there, he went out and had the best center performance according to Pro Football Focus that we've seen all season long, and that helped elevate and change the run game with Chuba and with Foreman. 
I've seen people bring up the sentiment that, hey, well, McCaffrey's not out there. That means you have to move, get the ball out to other people. Certainly, we've seen the quarterbacks of the past really key in on Christian being the guy, like Kyle Allen. That was his his safety valve. Same thing with Sam Darnold, that they kept throwing it down to Christian because, hey, we don't have what we want downfield. Where's Christian at? He didn't have that on Sunday. You had to get Chuba involved. You had to get Deontay Foreman involved. You had to get Terrace Marshall involved. You had to get DJ Moore the ball as well. Even when you had LaVishka Chenault in there a couple times, you got the ball to him. And I understand where that sentiment would come. I just think that overall, you got a good quarterback performance. P.J. Walker took care of the football. He hit his open receivers. He was on fire in that first half. The only incompletion was a drop by Terrace Marshall. P.J. looked game. He played well. He had confidence. And the game plan that Ben McAdoo and Steve Wilkes drew up instilled confidence in P.J. as well. So when you have a good quarterback performance, the O-line plays well, and your running backs are outstanding, then your offense is going to have more success. So is this Panthers offense better with Christian McCaffrey? I'm not going to sit there and say that after one game. Certainly McCaffrey is not as important to winning as I think a lot of people thought he would be. And the 49ers, just like the Panthers, have bigger issues that have prevented him from winning games than just, hey, whether Christian McCaffrey is that guy or not. So until you figure out those issues, like with Carolina, you know, staying on the field on third down and converting, be able to move the ball consistently, then yeah, you're going to have your struggles. So I don't think the Panthers' offense is any better about Christian McCaffrey. Maybe they've been their force have found more balance, which can be a positive. But I want to sit here and say that Christian McCaffrey held this Panthers' offense back because that certainly is not the case. What's held this Panthers' offense back is the fact they have not had a quarterback who can go out there and execute plays. And Chris and PJ Walker on Sunday showed that he can do that, which is why Steve Wilkes has him as a starting quarterback again this week as they travel down I-85 South to face the Atlanta Falcons on Sunday afternoon. All right, that's going to wrap up this edition of the Lockdown Panthers podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. I'm your host, as always, Julian Council. Again, y'all make sure to watch the show, subscribe to the show over on our Locked on Panthers YouTube channel. You can also check me out on Twitter, at Julian Council, where every single Friday I answer weekly Friday mailbag questions, either at me or DM me on Twitter, at Julian Council. And check out our podcast wherever you get your favorite podcast. Just be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss a single episode of the show. In the meantime, be happy, be whole, be safe. As always, keep pounding. And I'll talk to y'all on Wednesday. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.